Okay, let's get started. We are on the Vavim bit. The last thing we talked about was the Germanic people, Germania Shaladom, who would potentially, if not uh, reigned in, they would uh, destroy the whole world. So, continuing, the Gemara says, Ve'amar, the second line, on the Vavim Abed. Ve'amar, Rabbi Chama Barchanina, Rabbi Chama Barchanina said, Tlatmiya Ketirei Taga Ika Begermamia. There are uh, Shaladom. There are 300, like, princes with crowns in this Germamia Abedom. Utlatmiya Veshitin Vechamisha Marzabne. And there are 365, I think it's like chieftains, I saw the translation. Ika Baromi in Rome. Okay, so you have Edom has a whole bunch, and Rome has a whole bunch. And each day these go out against these. I mean, they guys to go to battle or whatever. Umakdil, Umaktil, they kill Chad Minayu. One of them gets killed. Umitarde Leukme Malka. And they are bothered. Uh, or working hard to, uh, to set up a king, or to, you know, to, to make a king. And I guess the idea there is that uh, this is sort of how the Germanic people and Rome fight against each other, and because they're so busy doing that, so maybe we don't necessarily have to bear the brunt of each of their attention. We, there's some people we don't, want, we don't really want their attention. So that's uh, how it explains that they are battling against each other. Okay. Ve'amar Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak goes on to say as follows, similar in sentiment to what we said before, I think we said on Thursday, and we said uh, um, this idea about like if you're working hard and not working hard. Did we say that? Do you remember we talking about that? So it says like this. This is a famous line in the Gemara. Im yomar lecha adam yagati velo matzati al tamein. If a person said to you, I worked really hard, but I didn't, have any, I didn't find any success, do not believe him. Lo yagati umatzati, I did not work hard, but I did find success. Al tamein, don't believe him. Yagati umatzati tamein. If he says, I worked hard and I found success, believe him. Okay, so that's the fam- that's a famous line. Hani uh, mili, though, the Gemara says, but this is only talking about B'divri Torah. That's in the words of Torah. Meaning Torah, you're guaranteed success if you work hard. If you don't work hard, you're not going to find success. I mean, even if you think you've got success, you're lying to yourself. And if you don't work hard, you're also not going to find success. Uh, okay, now that's a little bit different. But when it comes to business, siyatehu mean shemaya. That is literally siyate deshmaya, the help of heaven. It's all the hands of heaven, essentially. I mean, you have to. I mean, maybe, I mean, it could be that you work hard and find success. That's great. But some of the people, you know, they don't work so hard and they do find success. That's just how it goes. And so Hashem sort of controls that stuff. So, a little different Torah long run. And when it comes to different Torah, we also only uh, only said this uh, this idea. When uh, to become more sharp in your understanding, but to sort of like hold up your learning, like to be more um, uh, like long lasting or to uh, to remember better. That also siyata means shemaya. That's also siyata dishmaya. Okay, so that's an idea that Rabbi Yitzchak shares with us. The idea of yagata umatzata. Rabbi Yitzchak, the same Rabbi Yitzchak, goes on to say, You see a rasha who the hour is sort of playing for him, meaning like he's having a successful time, so do not provoke him. So as it says, do not, um, like don't uh, get like involved with them. Let's see if we have a good translation here. Uh, one second, sorry. Contend, yeah, do not contend with evildoers. Not only that, but if you do so, his ways will be successful. His ways will be successful at all time. And not only that, not only that, but he will also be uh, successful in judgment. 
I think it means also against you. Uh, that his uh, justice is above uh, from those who oppose him, meaning like, sort of like he's above you in that sense, like he's not going to have to deal with you in a real way. And not only that, not only that, but he can see his enemies, meaning presumably see his enemies fall. All those who are like oppose him, he will blow at them or hiss at them. Meaning, like, it'll be very easy to, to get rid of his enemies, just he'll blow at them and they'll fall away and that'll be the end of that. Okay, so that's one approach that don't provoke the, uh, the Rasha when you see that he's having success. Any? Is that so? You are allowed to provoke evildoers in this world. Shnem Marja says, That those who abandon Torah will praise the wicked. Vishomrei Torah, but those who keep the Torah, Yitgarubam, will provoke them. So you see, you're supposed to provoke them. Vitanya, Milonia, the bride, the Rabbi Dostai, Barmatun, Omer, Mutar, Litgarub, Rishaim, Milam, Mazar. Rabbi Dostai, also says, you're allowed to provoke Rishaim in this world. And if a person whispers to you and says, do not contend with evildoers, do not be jealous of those who do Avla, uh, like the crooked thing. Only person saying this is somebody whose heart is, I don't know, like poking him. Meaning like somebody who has like made me feeling guilty about their own lack of sins. They'll be like, oh, don't get upset with Rishayim because they think they're maybe they're a Russia or something like that. But really, if you want to be objective about it, don't, don't worry about it. You're allowed to deal with them. So Ella, so rather, what does it mean then? If that's in fact the case. So which one is it? Is it that you are allowed to provoke them or you're not allowed to provoke them? So Ella, what does it mean in the Pasuk? I'm sorry, wait, uh, sorry, sorry, they're going to go on, sorry, we're going to the answer first. Rabbi Dostai Ben Matan says, so what does it mean in this Pasuk that uh, don't, you know, contend with the Mereim? It means, it means don't contend with them, meaning don't be like them, with the, like the evildoers. Don't be evil, don't be jealous of the evil ones, to be like them, meaning don't look at them and say, oh, this, their life is so good, all the things they're doing is so fun, I want to be just like them. So that's what you're not supposed to do. And it says, Don't let your heart be jealous of sins. Okay, so we have these two different opinions, Rabbi Yitzchak on the one hand, and Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan on the other hand. Are you allowed to provoke the Rishayim? You're not allowed to provoke Rishayim. So Gemara says, This has to do, one, one opinion has to do with the matters of his own matters, and he said, like, business and things like that. That's when you probably should not be provoking them. And one has to do with the Dishmaya, a heavenly matters. So you should. I mean, if you want to get into a spiritual argument, so go for it. If you want to get into a business uh, dispute, not a good idea. V by Nema, or if you want, I could say, Hava Hava Mele Didei. Both are talking about his own personal matters. Philokasha, there's no difficulty. Hava Tzadik Gamor. Hava Tzadik. Sheinu Gamor. Depends how, how much of a Tzadik you are. If you're a Tzadik Gamor, then go for it. If you're not a Tzadik Gamor, then maybe better to hold up. As Rafuna said, my dear three, what does the Pasuk mean when it says in Chavakuk, Lama Tabit Bogdim Tacharish Bebela Rasha Tzadik Mimenu? says, Why would you look at the treacherous ones, be silent when the Rasha swallows up he who is more righteous than he? Tzadik Mimenu Bolaya. The imply is that you, you don't, right, don't be silent when the Rasha up that Tzadik Mimenu, meaning he, the Rasha is able to swallow up a person who is more righteous than he is. That but tzaddik amur in ovalei. The implication is that's only tzaddik mimadim. But an absolute tzaddik, he would not be able to swallow up. So that could be the distinction. Ve'ibaynema, or I could say sha'am mesachek loshani. The time when his like, his eye is up, then that's different. Meaning that you could generally provoke the 
Rasha. But if you happen to see him having a particular amount of success, so maybe um, that's a sign that Hashem is with him at that moment and don't start getting involved with that person. Okay? Lots of different options there, so it's kind of hard in the end to know what to do because, you know, like, he, so we know, like, in spiritual matters, I guess you can go for it, but in terms of the regular matters, it's hard to sort of to know what to do. Like, there's different possibilities, but once there's all these different possibilities, so it's hard to sort of point at those different, you know, interactions and say, oh, this is the rule. And it's hard to, you know, gosh, I guess. Okay. Amarula, Ula goes on and says, Italia Shazavan, the place called Italia of Greece, is a Kraft Gadol Shalrome. This is a big city of Rome. Okay, so Rome and Greece not quite the same thing, but okay, that's what they put on Italia Shayaba. Vehavia Tlatme Aparsa al Tlatme Aparsa. It is a huge city. It's 300 parsas by 300 parsas. <coughs> Figure a parsa is 4 mil, a mil is about a kilometer. So 1200 by 1200? That's a lot. It's a very big city. Shivakim And there are 365 uh, shooks, you know, markets in that city which I guess for a city that size makes kind of sense, uh, just like the number of the days of the solar year. And the smallest of them is the one that sells the birds. And this is like, I mean, this has got to be rich for like, you know, symbolic meaning. And that one for the birds is 16 by 16 mil. So you just got to imagine, even that's humongous. And the king or the emperor uh, feasts every day in one of those markets. The Hadarba, and the one who lives in that market, even though he wasn't born there, I guess in that area of the town, he gets uh, a prize, or some type of, I don't know, it's uh, on this far, I think it means like a living wages or something. You get something, some, some other payback from the king. And somebody who was born there, even if they don't live there, also no tell prize of Melech. Okay, so that's good. And there are 300 uh, bathhouses, I believe, in, uh, in that place. Okay, bless you. In there, there are 500 windows that like blow smoke. I guess the smoke from the bathhouse blows out outside the walls of the city. And it tells us that one of the walls, or one of the sides of the city is the sea. And one of the sides of the city is uh, mountains and hills. One side is an iron wall. Um, I guess it would be like Rashi says, Chosit is a place of small or thin rocks. In Mitzula, I think it's a swamp. Oh no, sorry, there's a fortress and a swamp. Swamp and a fortress. Uh, right, so what it says? I'll look it up here. I'm forgetting what the word means. Um, what does it say here? Oh, sorry, yeah. Gravel and swamp. Gravel and swamp, sorry. Gravel and swamp. <coughs> okay, I don't know exactly what that means, but again, it's, it's, doesn't it sound, it sounds like it's got to be like things representing different things. <coughs> to be the four sides. Maybe it sounds like it's talking about different, this, different kingdoms uh, or something. This talks about fresh fruit and vintage wine? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good place to look. It's a good place to look to start. Okay. The Mishnah, now we're back to some halacha stuff. The Mishnah says, Let's say they read Megillah in the first Adar. Okay, so we're in, we're, we're, we're in uh, Tevet now, or Shvat, after Shvat will be Adar. So you read the Megillah in Adar. But what happens is, Adar is the 12th month. And then at the end of the 12th month, they, the Beitin could make it a leap year, or I think they say the fancy word is to intercalate the year. Okay, to add an extra month to the year, we need to do that every so often so we can match up the lunar and the solar calendars. Uh, how often do we have a leap, leap year? 
That's an estimate in America. Is that good account there? Two or three years. Post? Seven every nineteen. Good. Seven every nineteen years is a uh, is a leap is a leap year. Okay. But in the olden days, it wasn't uh, it wasn't known in advance. They had to actually declare it to be a leap year. So what happens? You already read the Megillah. So the Mishnah tells us Korin Ota Beadar Shini. So you have to read it again in the second Adar. And then the Mishnah tells us Ein Ben Adar Harishon LeAdar Shini the only difference between Adar Rishon and Adar Sheni is reading the Megillah and Matanot Le'avyonim. Uh, Rashi points out here, Mikra Megillah, Kelomar, Im Asa'o Barishon, Lo Yatsa. That if you did, if you read the Megillah in the first Adar, you weren't Yotze. Okay. Do you have to read it again, or do you just only read it in the second month? Well, again, this is a situation where the answer is we only read the second month, but in this situation they presented, it's that they read it in the first month. At some point after Purim, they say, oh, leap year. So we're going to have a second other, so then you have to read it again. Okay, this, but there's two things to say about this. One is that we're going to continue the rest of this Ummah talking about different opinions about this very idea, what happens between the first Adar and the second Adar. Second thing is that this Mishnah becomes an introduction to the rest of the Perak, is the Ein Bain. Ein Bain this to this. This is known as the Ein Bains. Okay? And Ein is the only difference, like, there's, only, there's, only, there's, only, there's no difference between this and that, except for this. I mean, the only difference between these two things is this, and it will give us a whole list of similar things and try to explain some of the differences, and that will take us, we'll get off the topic of Megillah in terms of the actual Mishnayot. There will be a lot of Begata here too, but that basically takes us uh, to the end of the, uh, the parak. Okay? Um, it's a good example of when you learn Mishnah, that you can start to hit lots of different topics that aren't necessarily related directly to the topic at hand, but you see it thematically, it makes a lot of sense why the Mishnah would include it. Okay, the Gemara says like this, Inyan seder shavin. The implication of our Mishnah is, when it comes to the order of the special parshiyot, they are the same. Right? Mean seder parshiyot. Rashi says on the Gemara here, the first, the first Rashi on the Gemara, he says, Parshat Shkalim, Vizachor, Upara, Vehachodesh. Right? The famous four parshiyot, Parshat Shkalim, we read about Machat Zedah Shekel, Parshat Zachor, we read about Amalek, Parsha Para, we read about the Paraduma, again, preparation for Pesach, becoming Tahor, and Parsha Lachodesh, right before, uh, before Nisa. Okay? So the Gemara says as follows Mani Matnizen. So who is the author of our Mishnah? Lo Tanakama, Velo Rabbilezer Rabbiosi, Velo Rabbishim Gamlil. It can't be one of the following three people Tanakama, Rabbilezer Rabbiosi, or Rabbishim Gamlil, as we will see right now. Titania, as we learned in the Brayta. Karu Tamigila Be'adar Hashana, Karinota Be'adar Shini. Okay, if they read the Megillah on the first Adar and then they become a, a leap year, and they, they, you have to read it in the second year, second Adar. That all because all the mitzvot that are practiced in the second Adar are also practiced in the first one. Except for the Mikra Megillah. So Talakamba seems to be telling us that Mikra Megillah has to be, uh, can be equally in the first Adar and the second Adar. Except for the other, right, the other mitzvot, not. You don't read it in the second Adar. Because he says, any mitzvah that you do in the second Adar, you can do in the first Adar as well. So he basically agrees with the Migram Megillah with the Tanakhama, but he throws in all the other mitzvahs as well. And You can even read it in the second Adar. Because all the mitzvot that are practiced in the second Adar are not able to be practiced in the first Adar. Okay, so you see they each have slightly different explanations. Veshavin, um, but they agree, Behespeid uvetanit sheasurin bezeh ubazeh. They agree when it comes to eulogies and fasting that they're usher both in the first Adar and the second Adar. Okay, the first Adar, when it comes to Yudalat Tetvav in the first Adar, that's what we often call 
Purim Katam. Okay, Purim Katam. Okay. Kamar points out, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Haini Tanakama. It sounds like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Tanakama basically are saying the same thing. So, Amar Rapapa, Seder Parshiot Ika Menahu. The difference would be the order of the Parshiot. The Tanakama Sabar, Lechatchila Basheni. The Tanakama would think that Lechatchila, the Parshiot, would be in the second Adar. The Abu Berishon, Avud. But if you did them in the first one, it was, you did it, meaning it was fine. Bar, maybe Grambi Gilad. And that's, but except for Migrambi Gilad, the Alpha Gab, the Karbir Shon, That even though you read it in the first one, you have to read it in the second one. Okay? Um, one second. Yeah. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi, Savar, Afilam Migrambi Gilad, Lechatchila Barishon. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi, he says, even the Migrambi Gilad should ideally be in the first Adar. Ramshim Golilomer, Savar, excuse me, Afilo Seder Parshiot, even though it comes to Seder Parshiot, Ikaro Barishon. Karu Besheni. If they read in the first one, you have to then go on and read it to the second one. So it's like, again, so you see these differences. Mani. So again, so who is our Mishnah in accordance with them? We're stuck. All these opinions don't allow for what we said, which is Mikra Begila and Matot Yunim have to be done in the second, in the second Adar. Where it says, E Tanakama, if it's a Tanakama, Kashe Matanot. If it's a he agrees that the Megillah has to be in the second one, but he thinks that the other mitzvot not. E Rabbi Rabbi Yossi, Kashe Nami Mikra Megillah. If it's Rabbi Lezer Bar Yossi, it's difficult even Mikra Megillah, because he thinks that could be done even in the first Adar. E Rabbi Shem if it's Rabbi Shem Kasha Seder Parshiot. The difficulty would be, would be Seder Parshiot, because... Uh, according to Tanakama, the Gemara understands, Seder Parshiot, the four Parshiot, can be done even in the first Adar, whereas the Shabbat Shemuel thinks they have to be in the second Adar. So Gemara says, Lo'olam Tanakama. Really, he'll be, our Mishnah will be in accordance with the Tanakama of that Brayta. Vetana Mikra Migila. And when he said, and he taught Mikra Migila, Vehu Adin Matanot Levyunim. It must have been the same din would be true for Matanot Levyunim, that that has to be done in the second Adar. Why? Because these two things are dependent one on the other. As we saw the other day, right? Remember we said that the, uh, the, one of the issues of the, um, of the Aniyim is that they look towards Mikra Megillah because they know that's when they're going to get the uh, gifts to the poor, right? So that was one of the issues. So you see that, that they're, they're inherently linked to those two things. That's one explanation. Or you could say, Maybe it's really Rabbi Shem Gamliel, right, the third opinion in the Baita. And the Mishnah is simply missing a portion. Here's how you would teach it. The only difference between the 14th of the month on the, in the first Adar and the 14th on the second Adar, right, except for Mikra Migila and, and the gifts to the poor. When it comes to Hasbid and Tanit, they're the same. When it comes to Seder Parshiot, he's just not dealing with that whatsoever. Because the whole is, we had the whole Kasha of Rabbi Gamliel was Seder Parshiot. That's only because of an implication. Remember, the first one in the Gemara was Ha Linu Seder Parshiot Zevizashavid. But when it comes to Seder Parshiot, they're the same. That's just an that's just an inference. Maybe you could say no inference at all. Our Mishnah is not talking about Seder Parshiot. So that also would be a legitimate explanation of the uh, of the Mishnah. Okay. Okay. A little more. Uh, now we're going a little overtime. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yosi. Okay, so he says the halacha is like Rabbi Gamliel in the name of Rabbi Yosi. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Ushnehem Bikra'achad Darshu. And Rabbi Yochanan says, but they both learn it from the same pasuk. Bakol Shana Vishanad. The pasuk says Bakol Shana Vishanad, which we've seen. I think we saw previously also some explanations of that. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yosi, Savar Bakol Shana Vishanad. What does it mean Bakol Shana Vishanad? Ma kol shana v'shana adar hasamuch lishvat. 
Just as every year Adar is connected, it's juxtaposed to Shvat, Afkan Adar Hasamuch to Shvat. So to here, the Adar should be connected to Shvat. That's what Rebbe Lozabar Yossi's opinion is. And ever he thinks, the first Adar is the main Adar. Every, each and every year. So again, it's either way, right? So it has to be other that's close to Nisan. So it's just hard to understand that one way, the Adar is either the one that's closer to the month, either before or after, depending on the leap year. Yeah. Means that's just... Meaning, you're always going to have a dar that's close to Shvat, and you're always going to have a dar close to Nisan. If it's only one Adar, it's the same. Right? Because it goes Shvat, Adar, and Nisan. But if it's two Adars, so then one of them is close to Shvat, and one of them is close to Nisan. The question is, which is the main element that is no, it's typical? It makes a lot of sense because Rabbi Yossi that we have this principle of Ein Ma'avirin al Mitzvot. We don't want to pass over Mitzvot. Meaning, if you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, so do it right away. Don't don't skip it. Right? Rashi says here, the third to the last Rashi in the page, five lines up. When it comes to my hands, I will make be early and do it. Um, that's what we're supposed to do. Okay? So uh, he quotes, and Rashi also goes to the idea. Uh, uh, if a mitzvah comes to you, don't let it get chametz. Don't let it like, delay. It's the same idea. So that's the, that's the svara for Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Goran says, the second to the last line, Ela Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, my taima, what's the reason for Rabbi Gamliel? That should be the second Adar. I'm Rabbi Tabi, taima to Rabbi Gamliel, mismach geula le geula adib. He says, the reason is that we prefer to juxtapose one redemption to another redemption. Okay? Um, I think that's a good place to stop here, and we'll pick up on the bottom line tomorrow.